go for it. Friggin' what up, dude? Um, Strider Wilson, and I'm the host of this podcast that's mine. Gonna be called History is Nice. Friggin' what up, dude? Welcome back to another ep of History is Dank, dude. I'm your host, Strider Wilson, dude. We got Aaron beasting it on the sticks, dude. What up, Aaron? What up? Dude, I'm just posted up over here, dude. Dude, you saw me roll. How'd you see me roll into the studio today, dude? Like the fucking man. Thank you, dude. In a That's what black music. convertible. Yup. Won't say. Won't advertise for the company. Exactly. Won't. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what? We don't want to because <laughs> I might got a freaking lemon on my hands, but making a <laughs> lemonade out of those lemons cruising around in that vertible, dude. And I'm leaning in hard. I'm, pay, I'm playing tasty licks. You heard me playing a little hot chocolate, just yeah. straight out of boogie nights, dude. Cruising around, just having fun, dude. People are looking and going, look at that virgin, dude. And then I just stare at them in my shades. And I go, you were right for a hefty amount of my life. <laughs> but not anymore, dude. Not anymore, dude. So now I got a fiance, dude. And guess what? We H up, dude. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. Did you got to be in a relationship? You have to woo. You still must woo your partner. You know, nothing's for granted. You know what I mean, Aaron? You still, we have stuff to be charming. Oh, yeah. And we have to find new and interesting ways. You know what I mean? And, and for me, you know, that was slinging dumbbells over my dome for a while. Let me recruit some fibers. Now, you know, what I'll do is I'll read two books at once. <laughs> Both, and she'll be like, how is that even possible? I go, Shh, I got two eyes, don't I? So she'll get impressed by that. So that's sick. And honestly, that informs our topic today. But before we do that, it's my B-Day, dude. And I got to give a big, fat shout-out. First, my dank-ass fiancé for making such a wonderful time, dude. You know, we posted up, watched some freaking movies together, had a wonderful day. And typically, we would go out for a meal or even make a dank-ass penne vodka. But we didn't cook this time, Aaron, because of my boy. Jimmy Trotter, Jay Trotter, dude, the jelly man himself. He dropped off the baked ziti. This dude, and let me tell you, Jimmy made, and I got to talk a little bit Italian right now. Jimmy makes one of the best baked zitis I've ever had in my life. I taste this thing, and it's coming out of my pores, the garlic. It's, it's truly a testament to everything that's beautiful in life. A lot of things can be going wrong in life. And then you take one bite of that baked ziti, preheat your oven 400 degrees, pop it in for 20 minutes, and let me tell you what, the rest of your life, the rest of your days can be absolutely beautiful, that baked ziti. And let me tell you right now, I ate, it was an entire tray, and my dank ass fiance, she's vegetarian, and that puppy was packed full of Italian sausages, beautiful meats, cured beefs, mozzarella cheese, and rigatoni noodles in a sauce that, oh my, oh my wrong. That'll make you cry, like you, you know, like you walked through the pearly gates of heaven, and as soon as you got through the pearly gates, what you saw was all your boys just sitting there in beautiful Italian feast, like you know, walking into Naples, beautiful, beautiful like Tahoe, Frankie's wedding, Tahoe, all your boys are down in blue suits, and the whole family's there, and it's a beautiful time, kicking around the taco ball, and gorgeous. That's what it feels like when you take a bite of Jimmy's Big Z's. <laughs> fucking dank, dude. <laughs> it's fucking dank, dude. In other words, it's dank. So 
That's what I had for my B-Day dinner. Plus, you know, it was freaking B-Day. You know how they do D-Day plus three days? This was B-Day plus three days of eating ZD, dude. So let's just say I'm packing on some LBs, dude. I ain't going to get moved. You know what I'm saying? I'm planting my feet firm. So I'm fired up on that, dude. Um, so dank, dude. But let's get into our topic today, Aaron. This is somewhat of a dank off. Um, and, you know, maybe we will do it dank off style because right now it's, it's, top, it's a top five, mm-hmm. sort of a ranking. And it's a top five. And I do have an order that I did it in. And... I'll sort of read it in that order, but we can rearrange and based on your opinion. And also, it's just too difficult. I, I did top five five most influential characters in literature, and but I did it by choosing, you know, st- sticking historical. Um, in this obviously, like, could hold to any novel. Like, if it happened tomorrow, like it's the or five minutes ago, it's already history. But like, I try to pick characters from. Uh, a period in history, but that also were influential to the other characters in that novel, to maybe that period of time, and then also beyond that to the reader, right? Mm. So, so we're talking number one, Katniss Everdeen, bro, dude, <laughs> she, dude, literally, Katniss Everdeen rips, and she's on the freaking lit. Like, oh wow, the fact that she's like she's not on my list, but she's on honorable mentions. A lot of like you know, doing some research, Katniss Everdeen pops up a lot, dude, um, and. Yeah, dude. A few others just real quick before we get into it is like, I mean, how do you not... Dude, Harry Potter? Yeah. This dude's from a book, dude. Yeah. Jean Valjean, dude. 4601. French Revolution, right? Freaking Legis, dude. I mean, <laughs> that's before that was a freaking musical. That was a book, dude. Hester Prince, Scarlet Letter, right? Puritanism, the yeah. New Americas. The Huck Finn, Don Quixote, dude. Freaking Mary Poppins, bro. James Bond, dude. Those were books, bro. Yeah. Bro, fucking Frodo. Frodo. Although, you know, Frodo is, you know, the protagonist. But honestly, for my money, Gollum, dude. Doppelganger, that's a style of character. You know, you got, you got, is good, uh, you know, you got Gollum and you got, what's his face? Um, Schmeagle, right? Mm -hmm. It's a doppelganger. Yeah. Also, Gollum is a good safe word for boning. You know, Gollum, Gollum. (laughs) <laughs> take the gag out Gollum. you know if you're boning on God's you know if you're having a sort of um, you know uncomfortable in my opinion boning but for others that might be the best in the world you know I ain't yucking anyone's yums as long as it's consensual have fun and pick a fun you know safe word maybe something from literature um, that would fire me up um, but there's just so many yeah dude fucking these are these didn't make the list, so let, this is just be getting you tantalizing you right now, Aaron. Right now, I just wanted to give you that little preamble. Sherlock Holmes, I didn't put him on my list. Could have been. Freaking Lady Murasaki, Tale of Genji, dude. Genji himself. That's arguably the first novel of all time. You know, feudal. Uh, you know, the High Court in feudal Japan. Um, it's tough, dude. Edmund Dantes, bro. Okay, the count of Aaron, bro. Now I know you're going to be creaming your shorts because. Okay, first let me do the commercial read because then we're going to get into my list and you're going to find out who's number one. And let me tell you, spoiler alert, Aaron, baby, he's onto something real good here, dude. So before we get into this list, top five most influential characters of all time in literature, um, which is such a tough list to build. Let's first give a friggin' huge shout out to Dadgrass, dude. 
Dadgrass knows you get by with a little hemp from a friend, dude. They partner with the George Harrison estate to create a new CBD and CBG blend called All Things Must Grass, which pays tribute to the man who always let the good times roll. So I'm fired up on my Dadgrass, dude. You know that, dude. All products are federally legal for ages 21 plus. They ship anywhere in the U.S., dude. Straight to your door, dude. Fires me up. Convenient, dude. In a cool, mellow, buzzed feeling, dude. Nothing too gnarly. So that's what fires me up about Dadgrass, dude. Plus, they're offering listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dagrass.com slash dank. That's dagrass.com slash dank for 20% off your first order. Okay, Aaron. Number one for me on my list was Edmond Dantes' The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas, 1844. This fired me up because it's a little bit of a bend because The Count of Monte Cristo is a character created by a character who is also one of the best characters. It's a tale of revenge. Who doesn't love that? A dude who's been wronged, who then serves his time. It's got great characters. The priest character, dude. I mean, see the movie, if you never read the book. The book's amazing, but uh, it was a stage play forever. Uh, but see the movie, dude. It's, dude, it's got his loves, love of his life is named Mercedes. Yeah. It's got so many sick fucking lines, dude. Kings to you, Ferdinand. Uh, played by Guy Pierce, who's a schmoll. Ferdinand, one of the ultimate schmolls. Um, it takes place during the Napoleonic Wars and beyond, of course, because he goes to Chateau d'If where he's falsely imprisoned. The commentary of the times, it takes place during the, um, you know, the Bourbon Restoration period where they're trying to restore the monarchy and, you know, Napoleon's fighting against that and who's a spy and who's not. It deals with happiness, justness, omnipotence, and sometimes the fatal haunting return of the past. Is, Cav- character is Jim Caviezel the... Jim Caviezel, yeah. a dude who... It's a great performance and a testament to his acting because that dude has bummer energy, dude. Yeah. That's a dude you do not want to just hang out with. No. Hey, dude. Um, sorry, dude. You got you got bunked up with Jim Caviezel at summer camp. Uh, okay. Cool, man. Guy's just gonna freaking talk to you about. He's a dude who's probably got a manifesto. You know, I was just way. thinking about this. Andy Dufresne, great character, is kind of the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. imprisoned, breaks out, created a character for himself. Mm-hmm. To, to get wealthy on the outside and, you know, enact revenge on the, the people who held him. Yeah. Count of Monte, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It follows that. Um, yeah, the same character arcs. And Count of Monte Cristo just has so much good payoff. Yeah. It's just so rad. He just becomes such a baller. Um, so that is my number one, Edmund Dantes. It's, and this is just a personal thing for me. There's, Look, dude, there's so many great characters, so many rich characters. Um, but he's definitely got to be my favorite. Uh, the, er- the era that it takes place in is a, is a era of change. He influenced, and it's just as far as influence he has on those around him. Uh, the dude who, I forget the actor's name that plays the, the pirate that he has the knife fight with. Um, and just this whole thing of like, dude, he decides to, he, doesn't, he, he is bitter, but he gets better. You know, they say, don't get bitter, get better, baby. So I just like that he's got that mantra. He's got great quotes, you know, when he saves um, uh, Ferdinand's um, son in Rome. He sets up this whole piece to save him and give, you know, get in on his uh, graces. And so, you know, he can have a good presentation and he gives a speech because he's, you know, that should have been his son, dude. He should have been the one who boned Mercedes, dude. But uh, 
too bad he was getting boned by the political system and and uh, you know his friend who sold him out down the freaking river dude and uh he gives a great toast at his dinner where he goes one moment you will be basking in the sun in the next you'll be crashed upon the rocks but you must do as you did in the caverns in rome when life washes you up upon the rocks you must shout back do your worst for i will do mine to whatever freaking his name is the man I mean, I kind of butchered that, but you sort of get the essence. Friggin' sick-ass toast, dude. Makes me want to join Toastmasters, which is like a, you know, I feel like entry level into dudes that want to join like, you know, Alpha Conference or something like that. But, you know, you can get some good public speaking tips. All right, number two. Aaron, are you ready? I, I hope so. We're cruising. Let's keep this going where you guess what my number two is because you already guessed my number one. Are you able to guess? I'm going to give you a hint. He's a Captain Ahab. Okay, no, but he he's he's definitely was on a lot of lists and is a huge shout out. And you know I love sperm whales, dude. I know Come draft him with the boys. Yeah. So, um, this is a book that was published in 1949. Um, I told I told you the year it was published. It's a book that maybe takes place around a year. Or within a year. 1984? Um, yes, and the character from it is... I don't know the character. Okay, name. so I'm going with Big Brother. Oh, well, yeah, all right. So Big Brother for me, which is a little bit of a bend, maybe a little bit too cute, dude. But uh, it's Big Brother. He's freaking symbolic, dude. I think today it's super influential. Look at social media. We've, we've sort of become our own Big Brothers. And for those of you who are not uh, familiar... Big Brother is often um, using connection to basically Big Brother's watching you is the whole thing. Like the citizens of Oceania is the citizens from George Orwell's 1984. Um, and basically he's like the thought police. He's on telescreens and it's like this mustached face. Uh, he's like a middle-aged man with dark eyes and a black mustache. Um, and basically he's often used to connect uh, the government overreach and totalitarian system that attempts to control its citizens' personal lives through mass surveillance. Thing is, though, we surveil each other through social media, everything. So where we are own Big Brother. So that's where I sort of wanted to get a little cute with this um, influence thing. And as far as like, you know, being Big Brother good or bad uh, within the book in the context of 1984 and Oceania, the Winston, he's bad because and for all readers, he's like extremely negative force because he's watching people. He's totalitarian. But for the people who are loyal to the state, he represents this good and righteousness. So he's this divisive character, so heavily influential, heavily influential, influential beyond the book. Um, basically, he's this force against which Winston's attempting to rebel, rebel. But by the end of the novel and after his experience, he go, and you know I don't want to spoil it, but read it. I mean, maybe it came out in 1949, so spoiler alert. He goes to room 101 and alongside O'Brien, and he feels love for Big Brother as the party intends him to do. So it's like uh, it's a little bit gnarly. It's a little bit of a mind f, dude. So definitely read it. Um, tried watching the movie fell asleep see dude also like Fahrenheit 451 they butchered that movie too it had a yeah. great Michael Shannon and Michael B. Jordan dude two of the best Michaels out there yep. and uh, it just wasn't good it's just bad dude so um, you know this is a book that's you know um, what's it called assigned reading but it's a dank one so Big Brother is up there for me dude it's huge it's massive 
um, like Joe's hog. All right, moving right along, dude. We're firing on all cylinders today, dude. Also, just so you know, when I made this list, I can't read. <laughs> so if anyone's got any pushback, um, books that I like usually smell nice and have things that pop up. All right, here we go. Aaron, see if you can guess number three. I'm going to give you a hint. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's a lady. What? Don't worry about the song. It's just a lady. Oh, Tom Jones? That was my Jones? Tom Jones impression, but uh, no, no, no. Isn't that a character? There is Dickens? a movie that won Best Picture called Tom Jones. It takes place in like... Um, also, I like that just sticking to the time period of my list. I have sort of a nuanced list. 1984 is set in this dystopian sort of future. So I like that. Um, I want all these characters to be set in an era, a period piece. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this character is from a period piece. Um, it's a lady. Oh. Uh, I think you know it. I can just feel um, it. I can Jane Eyre? Okay. Or one that was on a lot of lists. But, you know, for me, and Jane Eyre is a great book, but dude, I couldn't take, yeah, Jane, by, uh, did Jane Austen write Jane Eyre? I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't but read any of those Jane books. Austen wrote the book that I'm about to talk about, but I read Jane Eyre in Emma? high school. Dude, it was brutal. This is a, uh, Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice, dude. Ah, yes. Jane Austen. Um, written in 1813, I think set in the same era-ish, maybe it's, um, yes, yes, contemporary for that time. Um, so fire character, basically Pride and Prejudice, and if you watch the movie too, this is the best part. Also, you should watch Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, fun-ass movie. But um, it's all about relationships in the whole novels through Elizabeth Bennett's point of view. And Elizabeth Bennett, what we love about her, she's feisty, she's loyal, she has a coach. She has a lot of pride. She has pride because she overhears Mr. Darcy, who, spoiler alert, she ends up falling in love with. But she's she's prideful because he's like, oh, she she's not quite handsome enough, referring to the lady as handsome. Not quite handsome for us to be bothered by such a, you know, because like an annoying girl or something like that. And so she has prejudice against him. She's like, oh, I, I hate this guy. Now I got beef. And then she has pride to where, you know, she's like, oh, I'm not even going to like him. Of course, those things break down. She ends up changing and evolving, and they freaking fall in love, and it's fucking cute as hell, dude. Um, but she's fiery. She has great inner strength. I was reading an article that said, you know, as far as being a character, and the whole novel's through her perspective, she's a great character and has a great, um, you know, code. There's also, you know, there's characters that are dark and seedy, but it's a, this Elizabeth Bennett is a fun character to spend time in as a reader. Step out of your own perspective. We all view the world through our own lens and dive into her perspective and view people through her. And, and she looks at the world just as we do. So it's a fun thing because every character and every relationship in the novel is from her perspective and her point of view. But we learn about her more based on, you know, the way she describes her father or her sisters who she really likes. And, you know, and, and as far as being a period piece, she wants to fall, she wants to be married for love. And her father's an understanding and a kind man played by Donald Sutherland, which is against type because he always plays a bit of a maniacal psycho. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but the fact that she's pushing against the times is nice. So I, I like that, dude. She's a great heroine, dude. One of Austin's best and most admirable. And Austin herself describes Lizzie, and that's Lombardo, and says, as a delightful creature as ever appeared in print. Um, so you got to love that, dude. She's complex. She's a beast. Everyone loves her. If you don't even like rom-coms, dude, um, 
just watch that, dude. If you're looking to, dude, here's t- here's some free advice, dude. If any bros are listening out there, dude, and you're like, dude, let's pick a movie tonight, and you know, of course you're gonna want to pick Con Air. Of course you're gonna want to pick The Rock, dude, and just post up and watch that. But if you want to act, I'm treating, I'm teaching you to be deceitful and manipulative right now. If you want to act like you're doing your sigo a favor, and go, hey, let's watch Pride and Prejudice. She's gonna be down, dude. And guess what? If you've never seen it and you start watching it, you're going to be fucking down to watch it again because it's a sick-ass movie, dude. And maybe you guys could even popcorn read it with each other, have a picnic and popcorn read it out in a field somewhere. That'd be fucking cute, dude. Eat some finger foods, drink a nice bottle of rosé. Nine months later, dude, what are you naming the kid? <laughs> Just teed you up for something nice. Have you ever read Pride and Prejudice, Aaron? Nope. I'm more of a movie guy. I mean, are you a big reader? Uh, I read a lot of different things. So, like, I, I'll read a comic book. I'll read novels, nonfiction. So Articles, dude. Articles, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily... I, I didn't have to read all these classics for some reason. I kind of lucked out. What the hell were they doing in the San Diego school system, dude? Just having you read Tom pa- Clancy's Rainbow this, Six? Dude. Uh, yeah, they did create a genius legend, so they're doing something right. Yeah, they must have. Yeah, fucking doing something, fucking right down there in San Diego, dude. All right, dude. So we've done our top three: Edmund Dantes, which fires me up so hard that you said that, dude. Mm-hmm. Fires me up so hard. Character who creates a character within a novel, influential, dank. Sure. Then we have Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's sort of this idea. It's sort of this essence being in this influence over everybody and in something that we have today through social media and whatever you know we want to call it dude sort of annoying and conspiratorial but you know gotta do it then we've got elizabeth bennett dude great perspective fiery character amazing heroine um who doesn't love elizabeth bennett dude she wants to she wants to marry for love push against her times you know inspires you know it sort of has I don't know if she goes through an awakening. She seems like she's already an awoken woman. I remember reading a book called The Awakening. Um, and Elizabeth Bennett, I think, even took a step beyond that. So, You know what Bennett I like? Hmm. Angela Bennett. What's she from? I don't Sandra Bullock in The Net. Let's go. Yeah, The Net. Dude, hilarious movie, bro. She's like so dated now. Yeah, it's so dated. So dated. Who's the guy in that who's like bad? Who ends up He's being? He's a British guy. Yeah. And Dennis Miller Fuck. is her best friend. Dennis Miller, let's get to yes, dude. Sandra Bullock and Dennis Miller are friends, dude. Hilarious. <laughs> the Net, dude. Fun movie, bro. That's like a that would movie a little slightly ahead of its time, you know. Um, sick as hell, dude. All right, we're getting to the back half of our list, and we're cruising through this. We're cruising through this app. It's high and tight, baby, and I love that, dude. And before we get to the back half of this list, let's once again just give a huge shout-out to Dadgrass, dude. Dadgrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind, dude. Dude, and I'm all about these, dude. I'm all about the 100% organic pre-rolled joints that are very low in THC and high in CBD so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head, dude. Your dome is still right and ready to go, dude. I love cruising out on the golf course. Honestly, dude, I'm going to crush a book on pirates pretty soon, dude. And you know I'm going to enjoy that CBD joint while I do it. And it's going to put me in the right state. I'm really going to be relaxing. It's that glass of wine, not the whole bottle, dude. I love that analogy, dude. So Dadgrass, all Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over. And it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. 
dude. So that fires me up. Um, so whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mood, dude. And I love it. You know, I'm a history guy, dude. You know, I love that it takes us back to that era. You know, stuff was on vinyl, dude. You know, people were learning, you know, you could wear jean shorts and it wasn't, you know, didn't mean you were trying to exhibit dad strength. You were just posting up. That's just what you wore. And I like that it takes us back to that era of mellowness and stoked inducing vibes. So I feel stoked and I feel mellow and I feel still uh, sharp and with it when I'm enjoying my freaking 100% pre-rolled organics. So right now, Daggrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to daggrass.com slash dank. Go to daggrass.com slash dank for 20% off your first order. That's daggrass.com slash dank. All right, dude. Can you guess number four, Aaron? I'll tell you this. You definitely know this character. And I found this out. This is my hint. This character first appeared, and it's debated, and all my characters are fictional. That was another thing that I should have laid out in the beginning, mm -hmm. knowing based on reality. This one's debatable. They're like, oh, might be based on loose guys, but nothing's ever proven. Um, and it's, it could be a common name and a common alias name for this bandit that's appeared in many, many iterations of, um, you know, the comics later on, children's books, uh, poems, songs. Originally, I think it was a poem dating from the 12th century. The 1850s is, I think, when like the first major mainstream book came out and everyone knew about it. But literally from like the 12th century, and this is London in England we're talking about here. There's another hint for you. This character has appeared in many iterations of literature, and I think for, as far as influence, the fact that it's in children's books, it's influencing the youth, and this character exhibits, he's sort of Machiavellian. He breaks the rules, but he's doing it for a good reason. Fat hint right there, dude. Who do you think? Bandit breaks the rules? I'll give you another hint. Ferris Bueller? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Steals from the rich, gives to the Robin poor. Hood. There we go, baby. Huge. Um, there's an ongoing debate of whether he's real or not. Um, hood could refer to anyone wearing a hood or a hood maker in that era. <clears throat> Robin was a common name. Um, I love that it's this benevolent bandit, dude. He pushes back against this, um, you know, system of, this is another feudal system. It's kings and dukes. And, um, and it, it, this takes place over a wide period of time. Um, but goes back to like middle ages, which is fun. You know, Robin of Loxley and Sherwood forest and all these iconic eras. And his dad is fighting the, at the crusades. And, um, so it's, it's really steeped in a lot of history. And, uh, but the fact that you have these ballads and songs from the 12th century and them jumping way ahead to these children's books and this character who doesn't love it, who doesn't love Mel Brooks's Robin Hood men in tights. I mean, one oh, of the yeah. best movies of all time. So the iterations of this character have gone above and beyond and appeared over and over again. I mean, I think on, the only other character who's appeared more and more iterations of different prints and stuff is Sherlock Holmes, wow. who didn't make the list, but, you know, could be on the list. There's a lot of connections going on in this episode because you got Robin Hood. How, Watson? Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, directed by Kevin Reynolds. Oh, Count of Monte Cristo, 2002, directed by Kevin Reynolds. Kevin Reynolds, low-key beast. And, and then you mentioned Donald Sutherland, and I mentioned Katniss Everdeen earlier. Yes, both in Hunger Games. Yep. Just saying. I anyway. like these connections. Sure. I like, and is there anyone that's in the movie? Pride in, oh, yeah. 
He's also in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Guy Pierce, has he shown up in any of these other things? Does he show no. up in? No. Okay. Last one here. It's tough. A lot of good ones on the table. Mm-hmm. I once again, look, I'm not a big reader, but I went to a book. I was like, look, it needs to be something I've read and enjoyed. And I think I remember from my huge fat shout out to legit sophomore English teacher, Mrs. Keene, where me and my boys, two of my boys had a huge crush on Wallace, dude. And, um, you know, JT had one of the best quotes of all time where our boy Ferraro was he really, you know, had some good flirtation going on. And I was sitting there just, you know, quietly being like, oh man, I'm toast. And then uh, Miss Keene quieted the class down. You know, the bell had rang. And Farrell just kept cracking funnies, dude. Kept cracking funnies, kept being charming. And JT couldn't handle it. And he goes, hey, Farrell, run game on your own time. (laughs) (laughs) One of the best quotes of all time. So funny. And here's the thing. And then I sat over there, total uh, um, wedding planner style, love it. I was just... He's losing his mind, and I'm reaping all the benefits. Wedding singer. Wedding singer, yeah. Did I say wedding crashers? You said wedding planner. Damn. So you've said three different things. Aaron, where am I at? <laughs> Hello. You're, you're full of ZD. You're uh, just... Yeah, baby, I got ZD head. I'm fogged up from that ZD. Ooh. You oh, the ZD. And look, I got so many weddings. You know, you come to me on the day of the wedding planner, the wedding singer, the runaway bride, whatever it may be, father of the bride. And come to me on the day of that, you better bring ZD. Otherwise, I would, you will not have a voice in this court. You're full of ZD. You got air hitting you in the face on the convertible. I got convertible face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get convertible face. You just want to put on a Tommy Bahama. As soon as you get in that convertible, no cocktail waitress is safe from <laughs> me just hitting on her. Hey, uh, and the way I hit on her, I just go, how you doing, sweetheart? Eh, eh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm just gonna park. It's a real creep. I'm just a real creep. I'm gonna park in a school zone. I ain't leaving till they make me. Yeah, just drinking a mojito in my car. (laughs) (laughs) Convertible Craig cruising around. Oh yeah. Just face wind burnt. I got a fresh wind burn on my face. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm disgusting. Convertible Craig. Hey. <laughs> All I do is eat steak and hit on waitresses. Breakfast at Hooters. Dinner at Hooters. Lunch. You know where I'm at? In my head? Always at a... What are the Parrothead concerts? I'm always at a uh, fucking... What's that? Jimmy Buffett concert, baby. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett. Oh, yeah. I've never not had sex to Jimmy Buffett. I've also never not done doggy style. Convertible crack. <laughs> 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 so look out if you see me driving in a convertible look out all right final character on this list influential you ever read a book called things fall apart by chinua chebe in 1958 i have actually this one's a signed reading a conquo what fires me up about Kong, a conquo is 
he is the embodiment of masculinity. And he's a tragic hero. He refuses to change, and it is his demise at his own hand. Um, it's set in the 1890s in you know, British colonialism, um, and it's based on traditional Igbo society in Nigeria. And, um, so you learn a ton about the Igbo tribe and their ways. And uh, I remember learning a lot about yams. Bro, how bad did you want yams? Just how nutrient they packed they were. It's a superfood. Yams, and then here's another one, Aaron. Chi. Do you remember chi? No. A chi is an individual's personal god. And a conquo, as a thoroughly traditional Umufian, listens to his chi because chi, ju- chi judges a man by his works. A man's chi also gives him intuition and sense of his own fate or destiny. And a conquo recognizes that a man cannot rise beyond the destiny of his chi. So he's beholden by, you know, and I love this character, Uhtred. You know, destiny is all in this idea of chi and that you have this path that you have to stick to. And that's what makes a conquo tragic. And of course, it's a tragic time. You know, the white man's coming over, colonialists are coming, or they've been there forever. But, you know, they're the ruling power here and he's pushing against that. But more than more so than that, he's pushing against um the softer side that he calls it the feminine side. So it deals with these very um, masculine and feminine, you know, traits and, and, you know, today as far as influential character goes, how are those being redefined by society? Right. We have, we have men and women, and then we have femininity and masculinity, which are character traits that can be assigned. A man can be more feminine than a woman can. A woman can be more masculine than a man can. Right. As far as traits go and how we see this in a conquo, um, he uh, perceives the feminine side as complete weakness, but there is extreme strength in it. And uh, it's his undoing. He's unwilling to, to change and accept that. And he takes his life with his own hands. So things truly do, you watch this novel and it's tragic. You watch this great, amazing leader and, and he has he's the embodiment. And, you know, he's just and loyal and strong, but he just won't give in to, uh, you know, he ends up killing, you know, there's a scene where he has to kill like um a son of a friend or something like that and strike him down. And the only reason he does it is because he's worried about being judged as weak by others where he could have just forgiven him. Like he went on the hunt and did the thing and like um, he ran or whatever, but he strikes him down with a machete. Um, and this is like a big, huge um, downfall and huge turning point for him in the, in the novel. And But it's because he's afraid of being perceived as weak. So this big, strong man has this fragile ego so he opened up to his feminine side he'd be an even stronger man willing to change but he can't do it so i like that and i like you know especially with going deep and talking chat and jt and bros and this idea of masculinity and and how to be a better dude and bro for people is like you have to embrace uh and that's what i love about this traditionally quote weak traits that aren't weak they're actually strengths um so i like that character for that reason and it's a sick-ass book and hearing about fighting and stuff and mm-hmm. um but yeah tragic tough to you know a good a good read but tough to read in as far as watching this character that you want to succeed and maybe sometimes you don't want him to because you're like dude stop being a bonehead um but gnarly all right aaron i mean that's the list uh yeah a lot of didn't make it you know you got there's odysseus but you know it's also debated sort of like robin Hood: is he real or not homer sets his stories in real time and around real events, but it's never proven of whether Odysseus could have been real or not, but he's great. 
Yeah. He's the, the unreliable narrator, the cunning man himself. Lolita influences boners. Sure. Uh, you know, I thought about Romeo and Juliet, but I was like, not really. I mean, they're just huge characters. Yeah. You know, there's no Shakespeare on here. Yeah, Hamlet. Hamlet, ex- exactly. And then he also has true king, like King Henry VIII and all these things. Like, those are real characters, so di- therefore disqualified from my list, although historical and good. Um, but I wanted, you know, um, fictional characters. So... I mean, I like uh, honorable mention for like Billy Pilgrim. He's the main character in Slaughterhouse Five. That's great. Yeah, it's a great book. They also talk about Kilgore Trout from Vonnegut's. He shows up in a lot of stuff, like in different iterations, and it's like slightly described, interestingly. But like as far as influence, like he shows up in different eras and and stuff. But yeah, Slaughterhouse Five is one of the books that I I read that of my own volition, dude. I wasn't even assigned, and I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And he's got a big hog. They even say he's got a big hog, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, in the movie version you see it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, when he goes to like Trafalgar or the Trafalgadorians or whatever. Trafamador. Trafamador, yeah. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can see the uh, the lady from Superman nude. Whoa. Valerie Perrine. Yeah. Convertible Craig's going to have to pop that into his VHS. That's right. Go for it. I still watch stuff on VHS. Worth it. The only thing old that I like. <clears throat> Convertible Craig. Huge pervert. <laughs> um, all right. Let's do a question then get the hell out of here. What do we say? Oh, do you want me to pick of the top five? Oh, yeah, I would love this. Aaron, One. thank you so much. I, I mean, I think, like you said, it's it's been in so many different media. I think Robin Hood is, is, is the top of those five. Yeah. Edmund Dantes is great. And like I said, you know, if, if it did influence Shawshank, that's amazing that i just figured that out that's uh, fire fire breakthrough here you heard it here first yeah yeah but but robin hood's been everywhere and done everything and there's just so many different versions and 100 mm-hmm, and they're all good and there's sword fighting i love sword fighting sword fighting yeah a, a hero that we enjoy this outlaw hero who doesn't love that a maverick oh thank you Hello. speaking of which top gun bro so sick Dude, I gotta bro, see bro, 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 bro. I'm, I'm gonna go see it again, dude. Just let's just just know that. All right, who else do we have? You had okay, so you got Robin Hood, then we got Edmund Dantes, Big Brother, Aconquo, and um, Elizabeth Bennett. Oh, I just wanted I just wanted to pick one of the five. Okay, okay, okay. To say that was probably the the top of those. Respect, hell yeah, I yeah. love that beast. All right, dude. Let's just do one question, then bone out, dude, and the. And the Essence of keeping it high and tight. Sometimes you got to like, like, like nice, like a high and tight to keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keep stuff moving, dude. That's where I'm at these days, dude. Plus, I got to get back in that convertible. about. All right. What up, Smilky Smooth Relationship? Sifu Strider. I don't know. S-I-F-U. Sifu. Sifu. It's, um, it's like your, that? Um, the fuck is that? your Kung Fu master. It's your Sifu. That's amazing. Let's go. Yeah. Sifu could be a good call sign for you, Aaron. For your, uh, I don't know if we've even landed on that, but it could be. I think cream is the way to go. I 100% agree with that. Cream's the one. I 100%. That's beautiful. All right. I recently went on a date with a girl I used to hang out with in college, but haven't seen her in a few years. I spent a long time catching up on all up on all the dudes she's been she's dated in the. She spent a long time catching me up on all the dudes she's dated in the meantime, and I noticed something very alarming. 
She's only dated dudes she's met on a video on video games or through Discord servers. If it only happened once, it would have been funny, but no big deal. But this is five dudes in a row, all met over video games. <laughs> I mean, this is news to me. I thought gaming was just like for virgins, dude. But here we go. Not, not if you're a lady. You yeah, pick the litter if you want. Oh, hundred percent. She might just be being smart. Here we go. So let's let's find out more. The most recent dude she's dated, she said that he once said she was a good healer in some MMO, and they immediately started Discord dating. I played it cool because I wanted to get laid, but what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> she used her parents' money to fly herself out where these dudes live, almost always in other states, to date them in person. These relationships never lasted more than a couple of months because obviously she's dating somebody's online persona, not a real person. So she just hops from one relationship to the next, and I'm worried uh, I'm part of that cycle. I like this chick. She's fun, and we've been good friends for a while, but after hearing all this, I don't know if I should continue dating her. If she's too crazy right now, don't say crazy, don't say crazy. Should I abort mission, or am I being, or am I being crazy? Any alarms of wisdom would be great, uh, greatly appreciated. Any alms of wisdom would be greatly appreciated. Peace. Um, this is interesting, dude. I once had a first date end early because the girl had spent the previous night awake too late playing World of Warcraft. And now you call that woman your wife, I hope. No, it didn't last. <laughs> that's pretty freaking rad, though, dude. I mean, that's that's also like a gaming addiction. I game too much. Yeah, dude. that was... I'll tell you right now, I game too much makes me sleep too late. Um, but that's a lot. If it's affecting your dating life, your reality, your interaction with people, then you got to reconsider some stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think for sure, just as far as... Like, I mean, I think it's okay to meet somebody gaming or dating or whatever. I mean, you know, that seems like that's the future maybe. I don't know, but like... Um, you got to vet them better, I think. That's what I'm saying. The fact that worries me is this girl flying out to meet any creep who who knows. And I mean, I guess you're on Discord, you're talking, and um, you can also video and maybe FaceTime or something first and get to know someone. Hopefully you do all these steps before you actually like hop on a plane and meet someone you met online. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude, meeting someone online and then go like, and hopefully meet in a public place when you go do that. Like, be safe about it. Tell a friend exactly where you are. So... There is reason for concern, for sure. And then also beyond that, like, um, you know, maybe she just has, who knows what it is, you know, commitment issues or fizzles out. I think you maybe are onto it because dating an online persona and then meeting the person in real life is different, for sure. And then you're also in a different city. So, like, that's not going to help. Um, I mean, it sounds like you like her. Just be honest. Be like, you know, let her know, hey, I'm worried about you going and see people, I don't know about your, if it's safe or whatever, you, you know, that might be annoying and a little bit big brothery, which, you know, you don't maybe love doing that. But, but um, you know, as far as dating her on and off again, I think just dating anyone on and off again is probably not the best thing to do. Like, you think you need to move on at some point if it's not working. Be honest with yourself. Either, like, try to make it work or just sometimes you got to go, you know what, she's a great person. Maybe we're just not meant for each other whatever the beef is that you guys have or something like that. I wouldn't say it's she's too crazy or you're too crazy. I would just say like, you know, maybe you don't have to abort mission yet, but I think you got to say, Hey, we got to make some changes, set up some proper ways of operating. And then if that doesn't work, that's okay. You know, well, what, are, what are you looking for? Uh, dear writer? Yeah. Like what, what do you want out of this? Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Be honest with yourself and then, you know, convey that in a way that's, cohesive and kind and to her 
you know, and or just fucking hop on your game and, you know, get your KD up, bro. You know what I'm saying, dude? Get your KD up, get yourself a fire set of headphones and a sick-ass call sign like Cream or Dart and get on there and, you know, start gaming. And maybe she'll be like, oh, my gosh, I never knew this guy was so fire at gaming, too. I love him. So way too. you know? I mean, be if, you, elite. if you two want to have a nice date, you know, put on Ready Player One. It's Hot, on, yep. It's on like Donkey Kong. Yep. Great call. Watch Tron. <laughs> no, that'll just put you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that is true, dude. All of some Daft Punk beats. Maybe put on some Daft Punk beats while you're um, maybe enjoying each other's company. Uh, physically. Yeah, sorry, that was uh, Convertible Craig there. He snuck in. <laughs> he sneaked in sometimes. Uh, all right, dudes. Fire up. Question, comments, suggestions, stratawilsontreads.gmail.com. Um, check out the Patreon. I got some stuff on there, dude. Another weights and dates coming out in June, and um, which this would be a fire question for. But, uh, yeah, hit me up, dude. Aaron, you're a beast as always, dude. Hey, go out and read, you know. Expose yourself to some of these characters and in literature. It's nice to uh, reading is a way to just increase your dome's knowledge, dude. So just be doing that, even if it's pop-up book reading. So, all right, dude, stay stoked. See you on the next one. Later.